I'm Caitlin. I'm Sarah. We're just women having candid conversations about all things life. Welcome to Coffee Coffee and Mimosas. Mimosas. Cheers. Cool. Well, this is Coffee and Mimosas. So uh, at some point, we will draw a question, just one. And then we all basically, it's just the topic of discussion. This Mm -hmm. is a little bit different because usually, like I said this morning, I reach out like a week in advance and we each come up with a question Mm -hmm. and put it into the bowl. But I didn't do that because I don't know. Probably never made it to my calendar. Um, (laughs) It wasn't time blocked in. It wasn't time blocked in. Uh, so these are previous questions that never got drawn. Um, and I'm the only one who knows what they are. Oh, <laughs> what an advantage. For you. <laughs> Great. Well, last time I didn't know any of them either. Oh. Last time we did a coffee and mimosas with Tori yeah. and I didn't know him. So I just went last, but it'll be okay. That's fine. That's the whole point of it is for it to be candid. So nice. So Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's it's great. Fine. Yes. So um, you guys can decide who wants to just kind of start and share a little bit about you and what you do. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Oh, sure. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> also, am I am I good here with the mic? You're yes. Good. Yeah. You're great. Okay. You're okay. great. Um, so you want me to share some something about myself? Just like- yeah. Talk about yourself. What you do. How you got there. Who you are. Okay. All the things. Okay. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. And like, <laughs> whenever do we do this? We don't ever really like, oh, let me just tell you all about me and make it not awkward. Yeah. So it might feel awkward for a second. That's okay. 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 Yep. Okay. okay. Well, I'm Brittany Bird. Um, so I'm, first of all, I'm a mother. I feel like I always need to put that like first out there. Uh, I have two children, um, Harper, who is five, and then Avery, who's eight. Um, I'm a wife. Um, we've been married for 13 years, 10 years, 10 years, 10 years. Oh my God. 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe like close to 13 together. Yeah. Together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then I'm a business owner. Um, and I'm also a nurse. Uh, so there's a lot, there's a lot lot going on. There's a lot there. Yeah. You have a really unique story. I read just briefly on the about us for the boutique. Yes. And I was like, Oh, okay. So she's a nurse. (laughs) Uh, So I'd love to hear just the journey of, cause there's gotta be some crossover of course. Yeah. Where you get the same need kind of fulfilled. So if you want to take us on that journey. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm a nurse. So I started off with, um, a nursing degree and nursing was something that I liked. It wasn't something that I loved to do. Um, and I figured that out after nursing school. Okay. <laughs> yes. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I started off, um, in 2013. Um, that's when I got my nursing, I got married and I got my nursing degree in the same year. So that was a lot going on there. Why did you think you would like nursing? Because I really liked the aspect of helping people. Okay. That was just something that I just always liked to do and, um, helping people, helping them get better. Um, and then that kind of leads over into why I started, um, the boutique and nursing for me, it started off like that, but then nursing just in general, and this is not to like 
shit on nursing, but it's just, it just, just changed a lot, even just since I, when I started. Um, and it just became so much more about like the paperwork and like the behind, like the behind the scenes stuff. And it wasn't as much about like the patient and like what I had thought that nursing was going to be. Like I thought it was going to be about helping people. And it, most of my time was done not with the patient. Like it was done like, you know, on the, with the computer. Computer. Yeah. Yeah. And that sucked. And I just didn't love it. So I'd worked, I did um, patient care for a long-term care facility for like uh, a couple years. And then I got pregnant and then they just didn't have the um, availability that I needed um, because I was working nights um, for a a couple years and then uh, they didn't have what I needed. So a couple years working nights. It was awful. Was it like wreaking (laughs) havoc on your body slash your whole life? Yes. And I worked, I did this thing called the Baylor shift. So I worked like Saturday, Sunday, Monday and so I worked two 12s and then like an eight. And then I was off the rest of the week until the next weekend. So I got, pay- it was really great because I did, I got paid for uh, like 36 hours or however many that is, but they, or I got paid for 40 hours, but I only worked the 36 hours. So mm-hmm. it was, it was great. But like me and my husband had different schedules. So he was off on the weekends and then I was, you know, uh, I was working during the weekends. Um, and so that sucked because we couldn't spend as much time together. And then we were like newly married, yeah. you know, and just, ha- we didn't, if I ha- if we wanted to spend like a weekend or whatever, like I had to take the whole weekend off just for us to be together. Or he had to take days off during the week mm-hmm. and that sucked yeah. big time. So what it does was, he do? So he is the deputy director of emergency services for Randolph County. Okay. Um, so he has. Sounds high stress. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <kind of> important. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Well, he started off doing like the um, 911. Like he started off as a telecommunicator with um, 911, um, like dispatching and things like that, taking the calls. And then he just kind of worked his way up. But if you knew him, like you would know this, that is like him. Like it's just, he's so perfect for the job because he's just, he was like made for that role. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, and we're just, we're, we're very different people. Like when it comes to that, like, I think he was just made for like the, the medical and the, the high stress and all that. And he can like handle that. And I'm not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Not that you chose to do something that wasn't stressful. Yeah. Owning a business is stressful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe just in a little bit of, a it's just way. a different way. <laughs> it's yeah. a whole different kind of stress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Anyway, back to the uh, the thing about going from like night shift. So I stopped. I didn't want to do that anymore. And they the long term care facility I worked for, they just didn't have anything available for me. They had like a three to eleven shift, and I did not want to do that. It was three to eleven Monday through Friday, and that was like that's your whole mm-hmm. day. I mean that it, that was not what I wanted to do. So I ended up going somewhere else and doing quality assurance um, for this other long term care facility. Um, but it was like, even it was not patient care. It was more like behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, I don't really love that. Like I do at least want to be like in contact with the patients Mm -hmm. and stuff. I don't really love like this behind the scene thing. Um, so then, uh, I went and I worked for a, uh, home health care, um, company. And I really liked that a lot. I loved being, I I was like kind of worried about being in patients homes, but I actually really loved it. And because they're comfortable that you're in their, uh, you know, their environment or whatever. So, um, what did that look like? Like what kind of patients? 
Uh, it was patients who had been, re- a lot of them had recently been discharged from the hospital. And so they just needed like the nurse to come in and, um, and this is just some of the patients, but most of them, it was people who like had just had a surgery or something like that. And they just needed nursing just to kind of like help get their medications managed, um, or help them with like wound care if they had like some kind of surgery or something like that. Um, and just to help them kind of get on their own, or we would like teach a family member, um, what to do, how to like take care of them. Okay. Um, but I wasn't like, it was just, we, we would come see a patient for like an hour right, or two or whatever. Like I wasn't day. there all day. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I liked that because it mixed it up for me and I wasn't seeing like, it wasn't the same person like all day long. And I did like that part. I really loved that job a lot. But what I did not like was the paperwork. It was just insane. I would go from, I would see patients. I would wake up, I would see patients from like seven to eight, somewhere around there. And then I would, um, see them until about three and I would try to get as much paperwork done like in the home as I could but that's just sometimes it's just like not possible so then from like three to five thirty I would do more paperwork and then I go pick up my son do the nightly thing you know like cook supper the baths all that and then I would be doing paperwork again from like nine to eleven just to like finish it up because I couldn't just leave it and like leave it for the next day um, and that just, I did that for like six months and I hated it because it was just, it was just consuming. It was just all consuming. And I was like, this is not, I don't want to do this forever. Right. So then I left there and I wor- started working for United Healthcare. I don't know if I can say, can I say like the company yeah. and all that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I worked for United Healthcare for like five years and I, it was a telephonic job. Um, and I did get, I really loved that job. Um, and so I got to talk to patients, like it was like telephonic triage. Mm. Um, and so I got to help patients like through whatever issues they had. I had to like help sure them figure out great stories there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I could just only imagine, especially so some weird stories there too. <laughs> the toilet. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Something yeah. so weird. I mean, I've heard from many doctor friends, interesting stories from their, um, like when you do your rotations or whatever, <laughs> like general surgery rotations with like people putting things in orifices that shouldn't be put yeah. in there um, <laughs> and like watching these surgeries happen and being like, and it's confirmed. I do not want to go into that, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> just like I'm sure you heard just all sorts of things. Was there anything that was like shocking to you that you were like, OK, I'm not even sure how to advise on this? Uh, the only the only thing that was like really weird was like people would call to um they wanted to just talk to the nurses. Like, I think they had like a, um, oh. a fetish. Oh, okay. It was like that. I was like, oh, they're really lonely. But no, they no. were like, okay. So they had like a little nurse fetish or something. Yeah. And then it would just like you, like sometimes you would just have to like be like, this isn't appropriate. I'm sorry, I'm not going to, like, continue this conversation and, like, hang up with them. And we were allowed to do that because sure. they were, like, you don't – if someone calls and you think that they're being, like, inappropriate, like, you can, you know, not – you can hang up on them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So would they, like, ask you questions? That, yeah, and you, just, you would sorry, figure it out pretty quick, like, who the weirdos were. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, and they would just ask you questions, like, that were not really, like – it would be about like body parts. Yeah, like you what? know, like like, uh, like what they ask about your boobs or something. Yeah, no, they would they would tell you like issues with their body parts. Mm. Oh, oh. <laughs> and like, you would have so to be, my yeah, or yeah, right, yeah. right, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And we'd be like, okay, um, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go get and that checked was, out. Yeah. yeah, and we would have like repeat 
people too. Like oh. it would be like people yeah. who would do it all the time. There's like one eight hundred numbers for that yeah. stuff. Do they yeah. even have those? We've talked about this before. Insurance doesn't cover those though. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Right. Yeah, they can get this for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay great so um so that was the downside of the yeah. job okay. where are you at with babies in this now because you said you were, yeah got pregnant and then yeah so my um I had my daughter um while I was uh doing this job so um I got pregnant with my daughter and my daughter was not planned also by the way um so we were going to actually wait until my son was in kindergarten but mm. I ended up getting pregnant with her when I was when he was two Okay. Um, so she was born right before he turned three, um, which I'm really glad it worked out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would have, I think I would have had a much harder time had it not because um, we were still almost like kind of in that, not, we hadn't completely left that baby phase. Mm-hmm. Like we still had the pack and play and we still had like diapers and stuff. Cause Avery still wasn't like completely out of diapers at that point. Like we were still in that potty training phase. So I'm, I'm really glad, like looking back that it did happen. And then their age now is so good because they can, um, they play together and they're really close. So, I mean, they fight some, but you say, know, who doesn't? Until they're teenagers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then. I think that's normal. Like, rekindle. Yeah. you know, yeah. siblings. Yeah. It's yeah. just a thing. It's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally. So I'm so glad that it worked out like it did. Um, but so I had her and then um, I did that until I started doing the boutique like that was the last thing I had done nursing wise until I started the boutique and actually the boutique started um in my basement um so I started that I was like looking for I'm just I'm a creative person and I was what I was looking for was just like a creative outlet I needed some I was like I felt like I was doing things for so many other people like I felt like I needed something to do for myself if that makes sense like I needed a creative outlet, basically. Um, so we created the, um, we created it like at, I was at the beach. <laughs> and we um, we started like throwing around this idea of like, what if I started a boutique? And, like, Is this what, you and your husband? Like? Yeah, okay. it was me and my husband and we were at the beach and we were actually with his family. And, um, you know, like Harper, she was, um, she, I don't even think she was, was she born? I can't remember how old Harper. Yeah, she had to have been because it was named after her. She was very young. She was like, I mean, she was maybe a, a year, maybe, um, when the idea had like come about. Um, but we were at the beach and we started looking up like how to start a business and like looking up all these things because you know like neither of us have business mm-hmm. backgrounds. Um, and it it's, it came about very quickly. <laughs> after that like yeah so were you at the beach in summer of 2020 it was yes it was summer of 2020 I was at the beach and we had like created it um it was actually going to have a different name it wasn't going to be Harper Jewel at the time it was going to be called of lace and lavender and I had even made like this Instagram and everything like for it but then it, it was like I never it never fit like that name never fit right it I was like, this, this isn't right. Like I can't, the logo wasn't coming like how I wanted it to. And Lace, of Lace and Lavender, it made me think of like lingerie. I was going to say, it sounds yeah. a little risky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I was just trying to put two things together that I liked. Um, and it just, it just wasn't working out. And one, one of my friends was like, actually, why don't you name it after your daughter? Like, why don't you name it after Harper? I was like, oh my gosh. Great. Well, I, yeah. Like, Done. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I, had, <laughs> well, I had, I never thought about that. Um, and after that, it was just, it just clicked. It was so perfect. Um, and then the, um, then the, the whole, 
everything kind of just fell into place after that because I was like, okay, well, Harper Jewel, like, who is Harper Jewel? Like, who is that girl? Like, it was almost like that, that it girl, like that girl that you kind of want to be who, who has like this cool style and like just someone to look up to. And, um, anyway, that's how we came up with the logo, um, and all that. So all that just kind of fell into to place really quickly after we had initially. <laughs> so you Googled started like how to start a business. Yes. And yeah. what did you find when you Googled? Well, we, there's a lot of like legal things that you sure. have to do like on the back end. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is going to be a lot more than I thought it was. But I was so I was so into it that I was willing to do like whatever. Like I had to go and register the name and then I had to uh, form like a at the time I had to do like a sole proprietorship. And then I ended up now it's LLC, but Mm -hmm. at that time, that's what we had, that's what we had to do. Um, and then you have to like get a domain for your website and you have to like figure out what kind of sales platform you're going to use. And like, there's all these things that you don't realize that like go into it. But, um, so we were, that's what we were doing. We were Googling all of those things, like how to do it. And then I actually ended up coming across this really great resource. Cause I have, like I said, I have no business background or anything called the boutique hub. Um, and so yeah, if anybody needs a good resource for how to start a boutique, start there because they that is a fabulous resource for me. Um, and they have like training. It's, you pay for it. Like it's a membership. Mm-hmm. Well worth it. Great it's like business. a monthly subscription. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they teach you so much, yeah. you know, about that, about the business world. And, and industry it, specific. Yes, yes. It was very like, I love how like a niche for the, for boutiques. Um, and it's not just like boutiques, like retail. There's, you know, for home goods boutiques and, and anything like that. Um, so just having that really helped me figure out like, okay, what are the next steps? Like, what do I, what do I need to do now? Um, so not long after we started it in my basement, it was like online only. We had my husband basically, okay. My husband's really good at like, um, the behind the scenes stuff. Like he helps me so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I could do this like without him really, but he, um, he helped me like design the website and get it up and running. And he was like, okay, let's figure out what kind of fonts you want, the colors, everything. And that part was really fun. Um, but we, uh, we designed the website and then I was like, okay, well I need to have like a, like a pop-up or something like, you know, I'm just, I'm just doing this like online and it was going like, okay. You know, it was, it was enough for me to feel like I was, um, doing what being I productive being productive. Yeah. And like, did I you was have selling a goal clothes. in mind because you're, were you still nursing at this point? I was, yeah, I was still in nursing. Okay. Yeah. So everything was like in my basement and honestly it was, I had, it was, it was really just to fulfill what I needed. Like at the time it was just to like help me feel like I was being creative and that I was like doing the clothes part of it. Um, and I was, um, I like the clothes, obviously, because like it was, it's my style. <laughs> I feel like that's what, sometimes why people start boutiques. Yeah. Not to name any names. <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean that was a great part, part of, it. of it. Yeah. Loving style, like loving to pick out clothes, the yes. way things fit, patterns, textures, all of it. Yeah. And that part was so fun for me. I loved that. I, I still love it. That's still one of the highlights of the of the business. But, um, but at the time it was just, like I said, like just creative outlet for me. Um, but then I decided, we decided to have a pop-up at one of our local coffee, coffee shops in Ashboro. And I went in, in to do it with one of my friends who sells like homemade jewelry. And so we did it together. And that pop-up was really the catalyst, like for everything else, like for the, 
the brick and mortar part of it because we had that pop up and we had like a pretty good following. Like it was people I knew and friends and family and stuff, but that pop up really made me realize like how much people wanted what I was putting out there. And everybody (laughs) had so many people be like, you need to open a store here in Ashboro. Like you, you need to do this. Like we, I always we, love we that need this advice or like <laughs> feedback. Cause you're like, yes, I agree. And also like, this is whatever, like 12 people saying this to you. You're like, okay, well, 12 people can't sustain an entire brick and mortar right. with the overhead. So I really love everyone's enthusiasm, yeah. but also it's all my risk. Yes. You know, like, yes, it's like super, thank you for being my hype people. Yeah. And also, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yes. It was definitely like that. But we, it was a, it was such a successful turnout and it was such a, like a, oh my gosh, like yeah, this is, this is a need in our community. Mm-hmm. And I think that I can be the one to fulfill that. I think that I'm the, I can be the one to like bring this here. What did the market look like in Ashboro before that? As far as what boutiques were out there? We had boutiques. We still had the same boutiques. Um, but it was, they were boutiques that were like, not my style. Do you know what I mean? Like the, just the, if you think of like just a Southern mm-hmm. boutique, that's what it was. You know what I mean? Like the, grits on the t-shirt type Mm -hmm. and that wasn't what I wanted and that's not what I want to shop for um so the we didn't have what I wanted I did did, okay let me put it this way I did not there was not a really a place in Ashboro boutique boutique or not that I really wanted to shop for clothes Mm -hmm. and so and I had a lot of people who felt that way and so that is another reason why I wanted to open it because I felt like people really needed that kind of style in our town. And I think that's an important distinction because when you, you can have a really great idea, you can have people who are buying things from you, but when you take that next step from online or in your basement pop-ups to a brick and mortar, yes, you then have to look at like, okay, what else is around here? I, am I fulfilling a market that kind of isn't already fulfilled? Yes. And if you are, awesome. If somebody else is already kind of doing the same thing, it's like, ah, you know, yeah. how many people are we going to pull from, you know, are we going to pull from the same people? Exactly. I, and I wouldn't have done it if there were other boutiques around that had the same style. Mm-hmm. It would, I would absolutely not. Because I don't, number one, I don't want to like take that business from some, from another business or whatever. And, um, I, that that's not that wasn't that was never the the goal like I wanted to be just set apart just anyway and just mm-hmm. be different um so so after that we I talked to my husband about it and I was like I really think this is like this could be a good thing like I really think this could work and that so that that pop-up was like in um October and of, 20. of 2020 yes so there was an October of 2020 on, yeah no big deal <laughs> Yes, it was. Um, I, and honestly, I'm surprised it just because it was October 2020. Sure. Like, I'm surprised how well it did. It really did such a good job. Um, but the thing is, is that I, there was a specific place in Ashboro that I wanted to be. I wanted to be downtown, first of all. And there, the space that I wanted, um, it was like for lease. But when I called to like get into it, they were like, oh, I think I think we're going to put something else there. Like there's it was going to be a um, like an office uh, built like they were going to put like uh, offices in there. 
And I was like, no, like this, this, the building itself is so beautiful and old. It's got like the old brick in it. It's just such a vibe. Did you say that to them? Like, um, like no, please. I'm just saying, like, I, I would do that. I, said, I would be like, okay, well, but maybe you should reconsider. Can I show you what I'm doing? Yeah. I did not because I wasn't as like, um, uh, confident as I am now. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> yeah. I've learned, I've, I've grown a lot since I've started this business for sure. But, um, uh, I was like, well, if please like reach out to me, if it doesn't work out, like I, I really want you to reach out to me and, and please like, let me have it. Like, that's pretty, I was like, please, I really like this uh, spot a lot. Um, so I just kind of like let it be on the back burner. Um, and so Christmas rolls around. <clears throat> it's, um, it's after new year's at this point, that sign is still in the window. And I was like, I just, I could see it. Like I could, it was so crazy because I could like, I would drive by there and I literally could look in the windows and I could see my store. I could see what it could be. And, um, I, so I was like, my husband, my husband was like, you should just call him. You should just call him again. See what's up. Why is that sign still in the door? Like in the, in the window. <clears throat> so I called him up and they were like, actually yesterday it fell through. The thing fell through with the office building. We would love to like talk to you and see about having you in this space. And I was like, yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it was, it really worked out. Like, cause I was, I had really not, I, I was like, okay, well maybe this isn't meant to be, you know, whatever. And I was kind of going back and forth about, you know, should I do it? Should I not do it? And then just calling and, and having that confirmation and that just kind of like that, that vision. And I'd even talked with some friends and I was like, I can just see it. Like, I, I just feel like this is right. And this is like, what is supposed to happen? Um, so from there, we immediately like, we, we got that store up and running it. That was in, that was in January, but things really didn't go through and happen until March. And so once we got the keys, we had the store open in like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it was, We're all in. It was so fast. It was so, so fast. Hindsight, I would not have done it as quick as I did. But I think because we had like no business background and we were just like, okay, we need to get in and we need to like start making money, I guess, like ASAP. Um, Doesn't sound terrible. Yeah. No, when you have rent to pay. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You got to start. <laughs> right? Yeah. Tell us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sarah's doing somewhat of the same thing right now. Like. Ooh starting a a new little thing and you just get in and you you're excited too and when you're excited about something you really want to get it going yes Mm -hmm. and that was scary too because like I was leaving a very stable very good income to do something that some people might consider just crazy yeah and that was like the scariest part was to like leave a stable income and then go into something that you don't know if it's gonna do good or not what helped you make that decision the f- the feeling the feeling that I had that it just felt right it just felt like it was I just felt like it was going to make it I don't know how else to explain it's almost like not supernatural but kind of like just this is gonna do well like I just knew it in my bones mm-hmm. yeah I think sometimes when you I mean we operate so so many different ways right like you'd be spreadsheet all the numbers, all the everything. That's how Luke would be. And I'd be like, and I see this vision. But also within that, I am like, I'm going to make this shit happen. Like, yes, <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I was like, so determined. Yeah. I have like such a, I, I can empathize so much because I, when I see something, I work backwards from that. I say, this is the vision that I want. Now here are my steps to actually 
get there and I have like so much energy behind it that I'm like, I will not settle. <laughs> so it has its pros and cons. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like we're a lot alike. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And my husband is actually the spreadsheet yeah, you got type, of, you type of person. Gotta we have have, we, yeah, I'm the dreamer and he's the one who like brings me back down to earth. Amen. Sister. Yeah. Yeah. And he literally he had a spreadsheet and he had everything like, he was like, okay, if we're going to do this, cause he was the one who really, if I would not have had his support, it, it wouldn't have happened obviously, you know, but he really was like, okay, this, we have this spreadsheet. Here's all the expenses that we have. And this is like what we have to make. And mm-hmm. like, this is the, he's like, you get out and hustle mama. Yes. Really. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's seriously like how it was. And I was like, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to, like you, like, I'm going to, this is going to work. We're going to make this work. Yeah. It has to work. I just mm-hmm. see it. And now you opened a second location. Yes. And technically, are you technically Carthage there or Southern Pines? It's a Carthage address, but we're in the town limits of Southern Pines. So I've been. But like ca- technically sort of whispering pines. But yes, exactly. Yeah, because we're right there too. It's like a three in one, you know, area. So I've been calling it Southern Pines because I feel like that's what people can kind of realize where it is. Like yep. I feel like Southern Pines is more known than like Carthage. And I feel like it's not really Carthage. Um, so I've been calling it Southern Pines, but then I've I've had some people be like, well, maybe you should call it Whispering Pines because people may would know more about where it is. Cause I think when people think Southern Pines, they think downtown, Downtown. right. Mm -hmm. And they're, we're not there. We're, you know, we're like, you know, 10 minutes from downtown. So, but you kept Ashboro open. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so Ashboro did, um, did really well from the, from the get go. I think now that I've opened a second store and I'm looking back, I think that Ashboro was the exception because we opened up and we were successful immediately. Mm. We were, we were successful like right from the start. Cause I you mean, were solving a problem. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, big need. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were, um, yeah, we were, and another thing, another reason why I think we were so successful is because we, um, I knew a lot of people in the area. I worked downtown for many years, um, at one of the bars while I was in nursing school. And then, um, I just had a lot of friends and family and I just had a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's why it was so successful, like from the start. And then I think that our, not to like toot my own horn, but I think that our, I think our qual I think what we were bringing in is what people were wanting. And I think it, it continued to be that way for until now, you know, till now yeah. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. still open there. Um, so, um, the second location we had always kind of wanted to do from the get go. Like we kind of always wanted to do a second location and we always wanted to do a second location in this area because we found ourselves coming here. Cause I live in Seagrove. So we're only 30 minutes, 35 minutes from here. And we found ourselves coming here to this area a lot more than if we were going to like Greensboro um, or something like it just, it just felt good and safe here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to do here, especially yeah. like with kids. Um, so this had kind of always been in our, in the back of our minds. Um, and then the space where we're at now, it came available and we like immediately jumped on it. Cause we, we, we didn't, we didn't really want to be downtown. Um, I really wanted to be in the space that we're at now. Um, especially since it's kind of like an up and coming area. I think that, that, that spot is going to be very, um, hustling in the next couple of years. Um, and then, um, it just, it just came about like at the, at the right time. So we got on it quick. Yeah. So, I think yeah. all of the spaces are, or maybe there's, there's one, on the that's end. Not, there's one on the end that's not full. 
Uh, but everything else is. And it's I kind think, of specific on the end there, right? Yes. Like it would have to be like a restaurant or something. I, for sure. I think it would have to be because there's like that patio area mm-hmm. on the end. Yeah. And then it has these really cool garage doors. Like yeah. whatever's going to go in there, it's going to be. Yeah. It's got to be so cool. So yeah, just to clear, just to be clear where you are. You're oh, right yes. next to like roast and Kumon and what's there about face about face and then there's um the salon the wild and co right, salon. Wild and Coast there. yeah yes yeah 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 and we they're amazing there and they send a lot of business our way because mm-hmm. you know the girls they could get their hair done and then um they want a new outfit so they come over and they shop <laughs> which is feeling good <laughs> which is really great yeah well and it's the closest boutique surely to anybody who lives up here in whispering pines like, yeah that's i mean it's just right there yeah, yeah. you don't have to drive eight more minutes to Southern Pines, but like, not that that's a huge deal, but like Mm -hmm. it's super convenient yeah, yeah. and enticing. Yeah. And then the, (laughs) and the traffic just to get to that area is a lot. Like I was, I mean, I'm not from this area, so I'm not as familiar with like what's all around here, but I was like trying to get down there and it took a long time. It took me like forever to get here to this get morning. Like around <laughs> downtown. Oh, you were at the studio. Yeah. I was at the studio. I was like cramming work in, but they are like redoing all the power lines. I so saw that last night. Yeah. So all of these roads are like blocked off. So I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I get there? And then I got stuck behind this one truck. You're like, I don't you know I have somewhere to be? 20 miles per hour yeah. the whole way here, which is like only four miles, but still at 20 miles per hour. I was like, That's where you okay. really practice surrendering. Coming. Yeah. You're like, there's literally nothing I can do about I this. That's why I was just like, okay, I'll be there when I get there. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. No big deal. Yeah. Kate is here too. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Yeah, that's how it works. It's coffee and mimosas. Like the first like parts, one person, the next parts, the next. Yeah. <laughs> Which like you're engaged in the conversation. You're just not talking. Just yeah. so we all know. I love <laughs> your story. I love hearing about it. So it's a lot. I'm sorry. No, no. It's good. I love hearing about it. Everybody has a lot of a story. Um, whether you're in business or not, we all have stuff, you know, and I think it's important for us to be able to have a platform and time to share the depth of it. Right. And it connects people with your business to hear your story and your passion and, and all of that. Cause sometimes people don't see a business as a person Yes, and they just see it as a business and they think, oh, we're all just out there making tons of money. And it's like, <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> while well, you may, yeah, right. you may, you may be, you're still a human. You're still with a human. human problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes mistakes and, and has feelings. You know, there is a saying, Mo money, mo problems. Mo money. Problems. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Just saying. <laughs> but Kate, let's hear about um, you and your journey. Yeah, I'm Kate. Am I good? You're good. Okay, you're good. I'm Kate. <laughs> I am a wife. Um, I we've been married for about four years. Um, we don't have kids of our own, but we were guardian parents for a little bit. Um, that was like at the first part of our marriage and then we just kind of wanted a new adventure. I was born and raised in Cleveland, same with my husband. Um, And so after, um, anyways, I'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, but (laughs) we'll put a pin in that because I do think that that is a really interesting part of the journey. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I'm a business owner. I'm a photographer. So I primarily do architectural photography as well as brand photography. So 
my primary clients are interior designers, builders, um, and then the brand side of it has just rain. It has a huge range of clients. I've had uh, food clients. I've had um, service-based clients. So that's kind of like the more ambiguous part of my business. Uh, but yeah, I've been in business for 13 years. Um, I started in high school. I was going to say, I, like, <laughs> were you too? How old are you? <laughs> yeah, so it was photography and actually interior design were... Uh, both of my passions uh, since I was in middle school, um, and I kind of just followed those um, and wasn't really interested in anything else. But people always told me, "Well, you're not you're not going to make it as a photographer. You're going to be a starving artist." Blah blah blah. You got to go to school and get something more sustainable. So I actually ended up going to school for interior design, um, and it wasn't what I thought it was after a year and a half. So what did you think it was? So I thought it was more of like the decorating part. That's what I was interested in. But the design part is like, I tell people it's like a medical degree of a house or a structure. And I'm what Julia said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I listened to the podcast. Yeah. She's like, Um, like figuring out numbers on how much trim has to go on this thing. Like, I'm not a numbers person. I'm not a math person. It just, so that kind of just turned me away from the industry. Um, but yeah, so it was more of the decorating part that I, I liked, but anyways, I ended up dropping out, um, was, and, and then I, so I started my business in high school and it was kind of just like a, I don't know, a side business, if you will. I had like maybe a client every like few months or whatever, but I was like, cool, I can make money off of this. Um, And then, yeah, just kind of continued over the years. And I was, after I stopped going to school, I was a nanny for five years. And then on the side, I still built up my photography business. And then I was doing portrait photography for six years. So weddings, family photos, um, high school senior photography, that kind of thing. And I love people, but it just like, it burned me out and it wasn't like what my passion was. And I was in this like point, I was just stuck and I was like, what do I do? Um, and then at the time, my, my friend, he started like this baked goods business and he was like, I need photos. Like, would you ever, like, could you just like take pictures? Cause apparently like when you're a photographer, you can take pictures of anything and it looks good. Uh, so I was <laughs> like, yeah, I'll try. Um, and I found that I like really liked it. And, but not only the photography side of it, but I found that I like really enjoyed like giving advice. I mean, I was still very young in business, but he didn't have like good branding at all. He didn't have a website. He didn't have his LLC. Like he had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to You're like hurting you my know. feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Did I push a button? Yes. Yes, you I'm did. Okay. <laughs> no, he, was, he was also very young in business. But I am glad um, you helped. <laughs> he was like in like high school, I think, at the time. Yeah, no one knows that stuff in high school unless you <laughs> no. have a mentor. No, I yeah. didn't know that stuff either. Um, and so I just found like I really enjoyed helping him on his journey. Like I didn't know anything about the food industry, so I couldn't help with like licensing or anything like that. But um, I really liked it. And then I attended this um, like creative business conference in North Carolina, ironically, um, and uh, it just like rocked my world. And I saw all these creatives like making tons of money doing what they loved and they had like strategy behind it. And so that was like the turning point where I was like, oh, my gosh. OK, like I still love photography, but like 
what can I do that I'm passionate about? And then at the same time, someone like recommended, they were like, well, you went to school for interior design. Like, why don't you try real estate photography? I thought about it for a hot second and I was like, no offense to real estate agents, but like half the houses that they sell are like ugly and I don't really want to take pictures Mm. of like ugly houses. But then I was like, oh, interior designers, I can like work for them. That's a thing, right? Um, So that's how I started. And I just kind of, with interior photography, um, I just... Uh, I guess I like saw the need in, in Cleveland, uh, where I was at at the time. And I did some free shoots just to see if I would really enjoy it. And, uh, then I got connected with an interior designer in Cleveland. And from there, my name kind of just like spread like wildfire. And that's how I built my base of interior design clients. And then, um, from my friend's big good goods business, I got other like brand clientele off of that. So I've been doing it for 13 years. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then my husband and I moved down to North Carolina almost two years ago. So that's a whole other story, but I'm kind of like back at square one almost, Mm -hmm. if you will, of like, oh my gosh, building it. Yeah. Now I have to like meet new people and build my clientele. And it's not what I thought it was. I was like, oh, I'm established. This will work down here. I don't know. Maybe similar. Same. (laughs) Yeah. When you're super successful right off the bat and that's your expectation, like you think like you've figured it out, you've cracked the code. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, no, all the stars aligned. And, but really what it is, is you're solving a huge problem for people in an area. It's the exact same way as the school. Like there was nothing like that out there. There still really isn't. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you fulfill the need and not that you don't have to work for it at all, but like it was just somewhat easier than having to like build from the ground up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it kind of sets your expectations a little high. Well, and going from a city to a sure. smaller town <laughs> yeah. is is wildly different too. Would and I you, have no idea. Would you think that people in this area though probably hire interior decorators a little bit more and that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And I think they do, but they're so when I when we moved here, I just Googled interior designers mm-hmm. and there's not that many compared to Cleveland. And and a lot of people fly people in. Or like hire out designers from other areas like Raleigh, they Charlotte, fly Charleston. Interior designers in. Yes. Yeah. To design their homes. That's why I yeah. figured there were more here. One of my the first what? client that I got here. <laughs> me and Brittany are like, I'm sorry. This yeah. is a thing. My my first client that I got here, she's actually from Charleston. Originally New York City. And that's mm. where her client here found her was when she lived in New York City. And now she's in Charleston. And yeah, she they like basically hired her to just come here and design their new new house that's super cool it is it's wild so yeah I have I think I'm learning in this like area my clientele is not super local all the time but it's like it's in the surrounding cities so my my circle my radius of business goes from like Charleston to like Raleigh and just makes a big circle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but yeah, so it's different. What brought you to North Carolina? Yeah. Okay. So I was a guardian parent, like I said, and that was the beginning part of my marriage. Um, that was the first year and a half. And it was, I mean, that in itself was just like the hardest year and a half. That okay. So you guys <laughs> had been dating. Yeah. So, okay. We had, we had met in 2018. Um, and then in 2019, we really like, that's when we started dating, um, August of 2019. And then we got engaged two months later 
And then we had set a wedding for June of 2020. Mm-hmm. And then long story short, my husband's family is just not super healthy and his parents are drug addicts and his mom overdosed and his sister at the time was in the same place. And she was like, that kind of scared. So her, his mom overdosed and she was like, whoa, I want to change my life. Um, so she wanted to go to rehab and go through the whole program and everything. Um, so she asked the family, like, if we could, you know, if someone could take care of the kids and my husband and I, well, I would, so I had been a nanny for five years and I was like, yes, like we're doing this. Um, so we stepped in and we wanted to give them because they didn't have a stable household. It was just single mom. And then their dad was like drug dealer type thing, not in their life. We wanted to give them a stable home. So we bumped up the wedding. So we got married four months after we started dating, um, to take them in and so that they would have a two parent stable household. So, so yeah, that was like, then we took them in and then COVID hit like right away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you're stuck in the house with these new, oh <laughs> with your new instant yeah, family new dynamic yeah. for everybody. Yeah. And like the first, I think the first like two or three months. And how old were they? Three and five when okay. we took them. Yeah. So it was, mm-hmm. it was crazy because they also, they were nothing like my nanny family. They came from a drug ridden household. They had trauma, they had different behaviors and like we were navigating all of that. Sure. Um, and it was nice because the first few months our um, my aunts and uncles would take them for like the weekends and that gave us a little break, but then COVID hit and everyone was like, Nope, we're not sorry, they can't, you know, they can't be around our house. And so, yeah, we were stuck with them in a tiny apartment (laughs) during COVID. But that was like, we thought it was going to be really, really rough. And while it was like, it was also really like healing for our family because we were just with each other the whole time. And we, we just had to, I, I don't know, we, yeah, we just learned to do other stuff, get out of the house, take walks. We were a five minute walk from Lake Erie, which was really nice. So we just like did all these, I don't know, other activities with the kids. Something they never got before. Yeah. Yeah. They were stuck in the house while, you know, they were with their, Mm -hmm. you know, mom and their grandparents. So did you said the mother overdosed. Did she pass away or no. did she recover? No. Okay. Yeah. So my, that's my, yeah, my husband's mom. mom. She's, mm-hmm. yeah, she's still alive. But yeah, so then the kid's mom, my sister-in-law, went through the whole rehab program and what was supposed to be a six-month program because of COVID ended up being a year and a half, which was really good for all of us. Yeah. Because Blessing I think, in disguise. Yeah, right. She had more time to really heal and like, okay, go through the program, go through an alumni program, and then be out on her own for six months. So it was a good like time to transition. And that was enough time for us to really like get the kids to a healthier place of like... Um, you know, discipline and learning healthier habits and routine, all that kind of stuff. Was it so hard to like, okay, bye kids. And like, it was, yeah. So that's kind of where this whole North Carolina piece comes in. Um, I would say about like about a year in, we knew like, okay, mom is on track to getting healthy. Like we're not going to have the kids forever. What do we want to do when we don't have the kids? My husband was like, well, like I've always wanted, like, I want to be a traveling artist. Like he, so he was stay at home dad during that time and he got into art. So he's a painter and he was like, I want to be a traveling artist. 
And I was like, yeah, I think that'll, I think that'll work. I'm a photographer. I can take my business on the road, right? Like I can have clients all over. So we explored the idea of like van life. And I was like, I can't be in a tiny van with you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I need my space. (laughs) So then we landed on, um, the whole RV idea and traveling around the country and our, our, um, our goal was to just like take two years and travel the country and just have an adventure of a lifetime before we like had our own kids. Um, so we ended up buying a, a like a towable RV. We got a truck and everything. Um, and then, yeah. And then, uh, about like nine months later was when we started transitioning the kids out to go back with mom. Um, so I would say, yeah, it, it, it was really hard to like give them back but also we like mentally prepared for it and we had like a a new adventure to like look forward to not that Mm -hmm. we were gonna you know not miss them or anything but we had something to like look forward to when you originally took guardianship Mm -hmm. you didn't know what the plan would be right yeah well so yeah we um it was going to be for six months but the judge was like the judge asked my sister-in-law, um, do you think you'll be ready in six months? Because we can either put a like a hard deadline on this or we can do indefinite guardianship where then you're going to have to prove like when you're ready to take them back, you'll have to prove that you're able to take them back. And she was like, no, I just do the indefinite. So it could have been six months. It could have been until they were 18. We had no idea. But we she was so determined and we were like, OK, we know at some point she's going to take them back. But yeah, the whole six month plan kind of went out the window, which was fine. Mm -hmm. But what a journey (laughs) for everybody involved, because Mm -hmm. for those sweet little babies, it was like, they didn't know how long they were going to be with Mm -hmm. you guys. Yeah. And then to have to transition and go back with their mom with the unknown for everybody of like, okay, what's this going to look like, you know, and then her whole journey for a year and a half of growth and like completely Mm -hmm. changing her life, Mm -hmm. like so much bravery and courage involved with everybody in that situation yeah yeah and how is his mom if they're great yeah Yeah, they're they're great she is engaged okay she's gonna get married soon and her and her fiance just had another kid so they have three um he's not the biological dad of the two oh you're talking i'm talking about your husband's mom oh my husband's mom Yes. yes um i don't know we don't have a relationship with them yeah so when when that all happened originally, um, my husband had already kind of had like a an iffy relationship. His dad like basically disowned him and chose money over having a son. Um, so Same. he was kind of... <laughs> Same. He, I could talk to your husband, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> We'd probably yeah. have similar stories to share. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was... So he had already kind of like not one foot in, one foot out, but had boundaries mm-hmm. with them. And then when we took in the kids he made the decision like we're not we're not talking to them we're not going to have them in our life i i still haven't met them to this day oh, so wow. yeah so i don't know some of his family members but yeah but we his set sister. Really, yes but his sister's yes. doing good his sister's doing great yes so parents i don't know about um but sister and fiance and kids are all doing great that's incredible yeah Yeah, it's really a story of like redemption and healing and it was really really hard going through it for i'm sure all of us but yeah really glad that we did (laughs) yeah and just an incredible bond i'm sure that you Mm -hmm. guys all share yeah just on like i mean raising kids and then just being there for each other is like a 
a very rare success story, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's a lot. How old are you? 29. I'll 29. Be this year. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So somehow your husband, without a father and a not very present mother, it sounds he has like, sounds like a really great head on his shoulders. Yeah. He, um, yeah. So he was raised in the same drug household as a kid. And then when he turned 18, he was like, well, I really have no options, but to join the military because I, you know, I want money for college. And that's like, that was the only choice he could see. Um, so he joined the Navy was in for two years. Um, and then because of like mental health and like the Navy was downsizing, he was like, I need to get out of here. So he got honorably discharged after two years and then came back to Cleveland, lived with his parents for a little bit, was kind of on that mindset, like, I'm going to change my parents. Like, you know, mm, <laughs> and that yeah. doesn't happen. Um, he learned that very quickly. And that's when his dad disowned him. And um, he as an would, adult. Yeah. As an adult. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he he gave his dad an ultimatum because he kind of like had this moment where he was like, oh, my parents aren't healthy and they're using the money that I'm giving them for drugs mm-hmm. instead of you like might as rent. Well just be buying them drugs. Yeah, I mean, you right. Yeah. And so he gave his dad an ultimatum. He was like, well, you can have this 80 bucks or you can have me as a son. And his dad was like, OK, I'll take the money. So after that, that's kind of when he like woke up and was like, this is insane. But so, somehow yeah. he like raised himself. Yeah, essentially. It's always yeah. so wild to me to hear people's like childhood stories and growing up in such adversity like yeah. that. And then people just coming out and being successful and like good, respectful human beings that have yeah. boundaries and make good choices. And it's just <laughs> wild to me. I'm like, how does yeah. nature and nurture work together Right. with this? Because yeah. it's like, it, by all means, he should be also an addict. Right. Right. Yeah. He was definitely like, I think there were two major pieces. Like one was like the fact that he, because he was raised in it, he was like, I don't ever want to be Mm -hmm. that person. You know, he was verbally, mentally and physically abused. And he was like, I never want anyone to go through that. And then also like the faith piece, to be honest, like he was not raised in the faith and he found his faith like as an adult and that completely changed him. And he's also kind of like a all in or nothing kind of guy. Um, so which could go either way there. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So what, what, what he was like, he was, you know, doing drugs and he was borderline alcoholic at the time when he found his faith, he quit cold Turkey, everything. So yeah. So he's just, he's a, he's a great guy. So here (laughs) you are, right. With your RV. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like you grew up, you met him Mm -hmm. and he discloses all this information to you. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And are you like, Oh, great. I'm in for this, right? <laughs> or were you yeah. like, oh, geez, what am I getting into? I'm really into you. Right, and so right. we'll just figure this out. Yeah. So I like, <laughs> I I didn't really blink an eye. I don't know. I So I was raised in a Christian household, very different from him. But for some reason, when he told me like his backstory, I think he was anticipating for me to be like, whoa, buddy, like I Red don't flag. want anything to do with you. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, yeah, I mean, okay, like, cool. Like, we share the same faith and you're a transformed guy. So, like, I don't know. Like, I know it'll be hard. Like, I, I, you know, I probably won't have, like, that cool mother-in-law relationship with, like, my mother-in-law. But, you know, it it just is what it is. And, like, I love you. So, like, let's do this. Yeah. Kind of, like, jump in blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it seems to have worked out. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we have our issues, like, Probably every couple. Human beings, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, we, 
uh, jumped in the RV and traveled and what was supposed to be two years ended up being nine months because we were like, we hate this. (laughs) (laughs) This is not what we anticipated. (laughs) Yeah. So we started, we went from Cleveland to Maine, spent about two months in Maine, which was gorgeous. It was like end of September through November. Perfect time. Um, still to November, you're like, we need to get up. Yes. (laughs) And then it got really cold and we're like, okay, we're going down to Florida and we're wintering in Florida. And we had told ourselves like, we are never living in Cleveland again. The weather just sucks and we don't want to deal with that. We're always depressed every year. So we made our way down to Florida and we like made some stops in between on the East coast. But yeah, once we were in Florida, we were there for like six months and things were happening with the RV. And then also with like our, our businesses and like nothing was really working and we were like broke and we were like, okay, we can't do this anymore. (laughs) We're sick of traveling. It's really expensive. And like, we just want to settle down. And also we didn't have, like we didn't have friends. Um, we were traveling every like two weeks moving the RV and, um, so the whole, like, I can't be stuck in a van thing with you was like, yeah. And now I'm stuck in an RV yes. with you. It's a little bigger, yeah. but like and my husband's an introvert, so he was okay, fine. He was good. He's yeah. good, but I'm an extrovert, and I needed people in my life. Um. So so then yeah, we were thinking about it, and the next adventure that we wanted to have was like a learning, like homesteading, farming kind of stuff. And I randomly put it in a Facebook group, um, saying like asking if anyone had a farm and like needed help and had a hookup for an RV. And this lady from Aberdeen reached out two weeks later, and that's how we landed here. So Wild. we still live on the farm in an in our RV, and we help out with farm stuff every day. So. That is so cool. This is such an adventure. This reminds me of something that Chris and Taryn would do, my brother and sister-in-law. Okay, yeah. um, they did live in a van. Fun. With, they renovated a Mercedes. Yeah, a Sprinter or yes. something. Yeah. Um, my brother completely redid it, and then they also had – tanny their baby with them and they traveled all over the country they landed in Asheville but um yeah the spontaneity piece and just like yeah I'm gonna manifest like let's let's try out a farm we've never done this before (laughs) let's just try this out and see how it goes I admire that so much because I don't necessarily think that way like it's hard for me to be like oh my gosh how would I even do that just show up to some farm don't know what this is gonna be like or you know the people are yeah Yeah. anything but like sure let's do it what are they farming (laughs) (laughs) well all the the same kind of principles right yeah yeah (laughs) well I think it was like easier for us because we we were just renting we didn't have a home and like we didn't have any like major things that we were attached to like furniture wise or whatever I mean yeah we left behind family and friends which was the hardest piece but like we didn't have a lot to really think about. So we we're just like, yeah, why not? We don't have kids. Let's just try something before we have kids. That's so great. <laughs> so, so you're still yeah. there mm-hmm. and you enjoy it? Yeah, we really love this area. Um, I would say like creatively because we're used to a big city. It's a little bit harder mm-hmm. <laughs> to be in a small town, um, but we love it here. And we, yeah, we just um, got a studio a few months ago in downtown Aberdeen. So it's like, it's basically like an office space, but yeah, so we're, we're content here. We love it. So what kind of art and things does he do? Yeah. He is a portrait artist mainly. Mm. Yeah. So that's the other part of it is like there, we've learned that that's not really a thing here that people buy is like these Mm. elaborate like traditional portraits um 
so he's just kind of exploring other options right now, possibly a new career change. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, tis the life of an artist, I guess. Uh-huh. Just have to try things until something works. Yeah. But And who are you primarily working with in town or like... Yeah. I don't know if you'd want to share that. But. Yeah, no. In in this area, primarily home builders. Mm. Yeah. So there are a few interior designers, and I've worked with some, um, but primarily home builders. And then I've expanded, um, and I have some interior designers in, like, other cities. Um, and then I also do Airbnbs. Like, if an Airbnb is cool and I like it and, you know, everything aligns, then, yeah, I really like shooting Airbnbs too. Really you were fun. just at, you just took photos of Harlow, yes. right? For Latitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're one those. of my builder clients. Yeah. Got so it. they're like getting into like the commercial side of the building, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Such a beautiful space. Yeah. Actually, yes. I'm going there in a couple hours. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to book with her for a long time, but I booked so last minute and she's always so booked out. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh. yeah, I've not had a haircut in almost a year. I'm like, I really should go get <laughs> I my- should do that. <laughs> like, I'm looking a little raggedy. Um, <laughs> I should have her come photograph the tea room though. Yeah. Once all of that's done. Cool. That would be fun. So Sarah's opening the Dogwood Tea Room above Encore. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be like tea parties and you can rent for birthday parties. Why don't you share bridal showers? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Like bridal showers. Um, kind of the idea started because we were, I was talking to somebody and they were wanting like to find a regular place to rent for Bible studies and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, we'll meet at Pine Scones. We'll meet at the big table and you show up and somebody's at the big table and what are you going to do? Or right. we'll meet here. We'll meet there. And you show up and there's not space you can't reserve it and I was like I've got all this space because there's an apartment but people can't necessarily like you can't rent it out Mm -hmm. as an apartment and people live there because fire marshal so the whole thing but um so I was like we have all this beautiful space but there's these really steep stairs and I'm like well we could we get asked to do like private birthday parties and stuff all the time but I didn't have a pretty space for it so I was like, maybe we could do this. And it's, you know, it's already got a kitchen and it's closed off from the kitchen and we're kind of combining the dining room and living room. And then later maybe the master bedroom because it's a three bedroom apartment. So it's pretty big up there. Yeah. It's like 1600 square feet. And for it to be downtown Southern Pines, Mm -hmm. that's like prime real estate to like not be making any money off of it. And it's just sitting there. Yeah. So, yeah, so we did Samantha's birthday party there this past Saturday. And then we have all the students that can dress up as princesses. And so one of the girls came and was dressed up as Ariel and sung. She wanted a mermaid tea party. So, I like that. Yeah. She was very specific. Uh huh. A mermaid tea party. I love that age so much when they're like, say things like that. I want a mermaid tea party. Like, she's thinking in her head. These are the things that I like. Mm -hmm. How do we combine them both? Yeah, but you have to do it last minute because it'll change. Right now. Like next week could be Rapunzel. That's so funny. (laughs) And then she'd be very disappointed about Ariel. So like I would like put the invitations out like two weeks prior. Uh Uh-huh. That uh, happened to my friend actually who I sold the boutique to is actually my kid's godparents. Um, But that happened with Hayden is she wanted to be 
I think she wanted to be Wednesday for Halloween or something. And then it changed to this other character like two days before. And she was like, I refuse, like refuse to wear her Wednesday costume. I think Jenna will probably correct that story, but it was something like that. And she was like, I don't know what to do. Like, (laughs) I guess I'm going to get her a new costume (laughs) because you want them to be able to dress up for Halloween. You're right. I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah. I'm just always, I was at that age, I was always so last minute of like, oh, wait, we need to get a Halloween costume. What do you want to be? It's two days before Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's the way to do it. You got to figure this out. Well, yeah. you also never know what the weather will be here. It's either really cold or you're like sweating yes. in your costume. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah. Just the past couple of years, it's been like that. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. have no idea. So, yeah. So, we had the tea room and then Ariel came and played with the little girls and... Yeah. It was kind of our like soft launch, but also to see like, okay, what will flow? Mm -hmm. How should we run these parties? Mm -hmm. Um, But the idea came because we do a nutcracker, but as a tea party. So we do a nutcracker tea party. So they come and they get pastries and all these little desserts and um, tea from local farms. So, um, and so we have all these cups and saucers and serving things. And then I had the space and then I have the pastry chef who used to be the head chef at bakehouse a long time ago and i was like hmm what if we did this would you be interested in doing this because her kids she homeschools and they're getting older to where they're like Mm -hmm. independent she's like yeah i can do that and i was like but i don't want to do it you have to like run it like i'll i'll open it i'll do the fun paperwork I uh, like stupid paperwork. I get to go to the Secretary of State website again. Um, <laughs> you are a dime a dozen, right? It's that means so, you're rare. No, you are a diamond in the rough. <laughs> it's so exciting to me. No. I'm like, can I do it for you? Um, I love doing all that stuff and like the system and the order. So, so yeah, so I went. And, so how did it go this weekend? Yeah, it was great. It was great. Did you figure out things that you want to amend? Like, oh, we should do this thing first or that should come out then or. Yeah. So we were thinking because the kids were so young, like they kind of just wanted stuff to play with. We had like these two little dolls that we had set up for a birthday party and they were all like just playing with those same two little dolls. So since we hadn't done the master bedroom yet, I said we should let that be like a play area with like dress up stuff I was just oh, thinking yeah. and little dolls and have costumes and hats and gloves. Yeah. And then they, as they come in, they have something to do. Oh. And then once everybody arrives, cause people are kind of like, didn't really know what to do until everybody got there. Mm-hmm. Then as once everybody arrives, they come sit down, have their tea and mm-hmm. then you bring the princess. Yeah. That's so up. cute. It's so, so fun. I love that and idea. then what will it look like for adults that want tea parties? <laughs> Can so, we dress up? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What will that look like? Yeah. I don't know. We haven't quite figured that out yet. But basically for that, it's going to be kind of a space rental sure. with the food and the tea. Mm-hmm. And then if they want to plan activity, you know, if it's a baby shower and they want to do all those things or I never want that stuff at my baby showers. Yeah. But if they want to do all those things, then they can yeah, plan or those like, things. A women's group or something like that could Mm -hmm. rent the space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll have different packages. So like you can just rent the space Mm -hmm. or you can rent it with tea Mm -hmm. or you can rent it with tea and charcuterie and, you know, scones or whatever. And there's like different level packages. So that way it's, you know, finally getting used for something. How do people do that? Just in case you're listening and you you want to do that. So they... Um, our website is the dogwoodtearoom.com 
and the Instagram is Dogwood Tea Room. And so they just reach out to Buck mm-hmm. and yeah. talk to you now. No. No, they talk to what's your yes. name? Gigi. Gigi. Yeah, I'm not running it. <laughs> I got too much on my plate. Like, That's why I said I'll help business. start it. Yeah. And then, and the cool thing that she likes about it, you can make your schedule. So, what dates are you available right. to book parties? Yeah. Yep. Great. Mm-hmm. And people just have to choose those days. The other thing is around here, there's no morning birthday party places. So, and you know, mm. younger kids nap. And so we always get invited to birthday parties at like 1 p.m. And I'm like, all the Sorry. kids are crazy. Unless you want little devils running around, <laughs> we will not be there because we are napping. Yeah. And yeah, there's no morning birthday party places here. And we always do our birthday parties for our kids in the morning. So that way it doesn't take up people's whole day. They come in the morning, kids get all sugared up, crash and go sleep. And mm-hmm. then we still have Perfect. the whole rest of our day. So strategic. Yeah. I'm going to start making that a thing. Morning, morning birthday parties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to Dogwood Tea Room. <laughs> do one. Yeah. So speaking of schedules, what does like a typical schedule look like for you? Because you're split in time between. <laughs> yeah. It's psychotic right now. Um, yeah. So I try to do like two days in Asheboro and then I try to do two days in Southern Pines. And it's um it's not set days. Like, it's just whatever. Like, sometimes I'll have, right now, we have um, pretty much the same inventory in both um, stores, but sometimes there'll be, like, a size or something that one store will need. Like, um, someone might want to pick up. We do local pickup, and it's free. It doesn't cost anything extra to do that. Um, and so, um, and we're also only shipping out of Ashboro right now because our, all of our shipping supplies and everything is in Ashboro. So, if we need something shipped, I'll have to come from Southern Pines and pick it up if it's in Southern Pines only and then take it to Ashboro to ship it out. Um, so I kind of have to like plan my days around that, but usually I'm there early. Like I take my kids to school in the morning. Um, and then I go directly to either store and I'm there kind of doing behind the scenes stuff. Um, and then I'm there, um, usually at least until three or four. And then I have enough time to go pick my kids up because I take my kids in the morning and then I pick them up in the afternoons, um, too, from after school. So, um, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. You're all over the it's, place. I'm all over the a place. A lot of driving. It is. It yeah. really is. And I don't, I try not to do like both stores in the same day because they're, even though they're each store is only 30 minutes from my house, it's an hour apart mm-hmm. from each other. So I try not to have things, you know, go to both stores in the same, mm-hmm. in the same day. So are you guys open six days a week? We're open five days a week. So we're open, um, Tuesday through Friday, 10 to four or 10 to six. And then on Saturdays we're open 10 to four. And I'm also right now working in um, Southern Pines on Saturdays. Um, so just to at least get people to see my face and like, know, like, Hey, yeah, because I feel like people they're shopping. Yes. They're shopping for clothes, but they're also shopping like with a per like with a person and just to kind experience. of build an experience. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and so it's, um, it's about me just being present and mm-hmm. just being like, Hey, you know, I'm here to like, take, take care of you. I'll help you. Like if you need an outfit picked out, I'm here, I can help style you or, or whatever. And just to kind of build that trust with, um, our customers, especially since we're in such a new area, do such have, a big deal. Yeah. Do you have a manager at both places or do you just have employees that work? I have employees. Well, so, okay. Well, Ashboro, I have two girls, Karis and Caroline. Oh my gosh. I could not do it without them. They are my, 
they know what's they know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> they know what I want. They know the vision. They know the branding. They know everything. I mean, I can say like, okay, I want this done or whatever, and they're on it, and they know exactly what to do. So they really take care of a lot of the, um, especially like the social media part of it because you know it's like a, that's a whole that's a whole job yeah. in itself is the social media part. So they've got that part <laughs> taken care of. So I don't have like a manager per se, like I'm still like kind of handling it at all. But at, at some point, if it gets to like where I want it to be, I'm probably yes, going to have to have a manager at, at both locations just to keep things going. But right now, no, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it like finding employees down here? Um, <laughs> Like, did you, like, was it Facebook? Was it Indeed? Was it Instagram? It was it actually Instagram? people that I knew. So I know a couple people in this area. And so it was them helping me find staff. And then one person I did get off of, um, um, she actually sent me an email and um, was like, hey, I'm really interested in working with you. And like, it sent me her resume and everything. So I hired her just straight from that. I interviewed, obviously, and then hired her straight from that. And then the um, two other, three other people I had, one girl I already knew, she was a, um, she shopped with us already. So, okay. and she was one who had told me like, you need to be in this area, like come down here. Like, I think this would be really great. So um, I hired her, which was really great because she knows so many people down here and mm-hmm. it just helped with like networking That's and great. getting people like from this area to come in just because, because they know her. Um, and she's wonderful. She doesn't work with me very often, like, you know, a couple of Fridays and Saturdays here and there, but still it's really important to have her just to bring in those people. And she, she knows what she's doing. She's actually had a boutique before too okay. at her house. So she knows kind of like the, um, the ins and outs of it as well. Um, uh, but then the other girls I had their um, I knew that I got, to know them because they're like college students. And so I guess the college people, they, they know there's yeah. a whole, there's a whole college community here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they are like just a few feet. From yes, it, right? yes. So, so a couple of them are college girls um, at Sand Hills. And so they're, they're all really great. Um, and it's been different because everyone here is, is so new and um, just trying to figure it out. But I've had the same staff in Ashboro forever. And so just having to create new staff was scary. And, you know, you really have to get people who are, who believe in your vision as mm-hmm. much as you do and who really like want to want to see this see it succeed and just trying just ha- handing that over and like you're kind of like your baby to like these new people that's scary to do that I almost <laughs> wonder if they should go like shadow when you're not there the people that are working we did Ashboro. that did yes you? we did that we did that um with two of the girls the um the college girls I had them come for a day because it's so far I didn't want them to make them come like several days because mm-hmm. it's a lot of gas and stuff mm-hmm. to come over there but um we spent like you know pretty much an entire day with our uh with the Ashboro staff and um, just seeing like the ins and outs and how in, to interact with customers. And I was like, you're not going to understand this like all at once. I just want kind of want you to get a feel for like how it's going to be like down there. And um, I'm really glad I did that because I really did do think that just set the tone for how things are going to are supposed to run in this area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's been the biggest challenge opening down here? Oh my gosh. Um, probably the uh, marketing or just like getting people to know where we, that we exist, because I do think that we, there, like we, we talked about, there's a need here, you know, for, I think what I have, um, in this, you know, this area, but it's been, it's been marketing and because I don't know anyone here. And, you know, I think you kind of struggled with, you know, or talked about struggling mm-hmm. with that too, is just like not knowing and not being from this area and then having people to realize like, oh, we're here. And then I think our location too, we're just kind of like on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for people to realize like exactly 
where where mm-hmm. we are. So yeah. that's been like probably the number one struggle that's down here. Don't beat yourself up. We were doing a show this past weekend and people came up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. I had never even heard of you before this. How long have you been open? And I was like, we opened fall 2019. And they're like, well, you need to step up your marketing. And I was like, well, what would you recommend? Because I'm in every newspaper Every newsletter, every like Did social you ask media. them what they, how they find out their information? Yeah. So they're like, well, we read the pilot and we do. And I'm like, oh, we've been in every, mm-hmm. the pilot every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but, um, so yeah, so I, I really think, I think because the demographic is changing here is what makes it hard with marketing yes. because mm-hmm. the older people are wanting to read the magazines and the newspaper and so if you're trying to appeal to like both demographics here, you're marketing across all platforms. Yeah. It's so yeah, I've got like the spreadsheet of, of course. Yes, you do. Don't make fun of me. Um, with it's not like, fun. It's, just, <laughs> it's like, it's great with the whole list and it, and then in every single platform you have to do it different. Like some, you have to do a press release. Some, you have to fill out the form this very specific way. Mm. And some, you have to do three months before it's going to be released. So you have to like think that far in advance. And it is like, it's hard. Yeah, it's a lot. It's like a full-time job. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Caitlin and I, that's, you know, the same thing. We opened in a place where there was, we weren't competing with anything. So it was like a monopoly mm-hmm. and super successful. And I had the same experience like coming here and it's just like, okay, well, there are other dance studios and there are other performing arts venues. At the time, there was no live theater, really. Um, but then COVID hit and live theater was shut down. But we actually did really well during COVID because we were like... Got creative. Yeah, we got creative. We're like, we're doing parking lot theater. Yeah, which was great. <laughs> love that. That's so neat. We loved it. So hard. Yeah, <laughs> it had to... But that's what happens when you go into a new demographic, you figure out ways to be unique and set yourself apart. And you've got to really think out this side the box, which I think is really good for business owners, especially if you've had the experience of having success without having to do some of those unique things. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is a growth opportunity for Mm -hmm. me to push myself and develop this new skill. And if you look at it that way, instead of it, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes it's like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it is an opportunity to figure out like, okay, what does set us apart? What makes our business mm-hmm. unique? How can I reach other people? And it's in those moments that like, you know, 4am where you're like, oh, I should do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Write that down. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And totally. it's a challenge because we never had to deal with that. I never really had right. to put a mm-hmm. lot into marketing where, where I was before because every word of mouth was just so big and it still is in, in our in our town and it's just been um a lot different here yeah, yeah. and then you have to learn the different area because like in Cameron people pay attention to our Facebook page a lot mm-hmm. which I'm like is weird because it's a lot of younger military families but I think they're on Facebook more than Instagram because right. when they started military career that's how they friended everybody and kept in touch with everybody. But out here, it's all Instagram. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have an Instagram account for our Cameron studio until, you know, maybe two years ago. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't really needed. But now it's like, all these things to keep up with. Yeah. (laughs) It's so much. It is. Mm -hmm. So your schedule, I would imagine, is a little different. It's not like two days I do this and I'm at this place. Yeah. it's. I try (laughs) to keep it 
Monday through Friday. I really don't like working weekends. I don't like working holidays. I worked retail for a number of years and I was just like, no more holidays. Um, but yeah, no Monday through Friday. I mean, we do farm stuff in the mornings. So that only takes like an hour. And then are you like, um, tending to like chicken coops and stuff like that? Yeah. So mainly horses, goats and sheep and, uh, birds. Farm, farm. This is not like a little like, it's, I like Tiny to say farm. this no, is like no, well, a it's, it's real like farm. a glorified homestead. It's not a producing farm. It's just a really big homestead with a lot of animals. She's an animal lover. Oh. So, yeah. Um so yeah, it really doesn't take that long. We've got kind of got it down to like an hour um if it's both my husband and I doing that. And then because we have the studio, it like it's just really hard to be in an RV like, you know, keeping work and um home life like separate yeah so we try to get out to the studio every day and then whether it's editing or planning for a shoot or you know emails or whatever it is um and then I'm not shooting that much like maybe on a on a really busy week maybe two or three shoots um but yeah most of the time it's just like you know trying to just balance everything so yeah and sometimes it's running around for like I had a food shoot recently and I found myself just going to like a bunch of different stores and like prop sourcing and like putting things together and that was like a crazy week of doing all of that so it's different all the time do you like that I do except when it gets really really busy sometimes like January was like stacked up for me and I just felt like I was dying but then February I was like oh I have I can breathe. I can like edit. And I I would like a little bit more of a balance, I think. Um, But I think you just kind of have to go with the flow with what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just being creative. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then there are times like I say like nine to five, but I, I am most creative at the dead of night. So yeah, (laughs) I'm, I'm, you know, wee hours in the morning, just like editing and doing all my content creation and stuff like that so it's all over the place but I think for my family's sake like planning for kids in the future like okay let's get this down as best as we can so that I'm not just like crazy all the time yeah yeah. that is ideal yeah did you want to (laughs) draw I think it's about that time choose the honors oh we draw one of you one of you oh gosh okay (laughs) all right Oh my God. We have Wait, no clue what these. Yeah, like what are kind of be? questions are these? <laughs> You'll Get ready. find out. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. <clears throat> oh, what is your favorite part about running your business? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I was like scared for a minute. Not a super deep question. There's yeah. Some good ones yeah. In there. there are some good ones in there. Yeah. Favorite part about running your business? Um, I really, I really enjoy like the people part, the business like helping business owners and just, I don't know, my brain has so many ideas and I, you know, I think about a lot and not a lot of, um, I would say like maybe half the business owners that come to me with photography also need a bunch of other stuff. So like branding suggestions, website help, all this other random stuff. I'm not a pro at all of that, but I have the resources. I have the time. I get really passionate about, um, you know, their businesses. So yeah, I would say like the people part and just like forming that bond with other business owners. Yeah. That connection piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Good. My turn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, no, you, you answer, answer that question. question. Oh, I answered oh, that oh. question. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. 
so it's honestly exactly what she's saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because, yes, like I do love the clothes part of it, but it's about forming connections for me. And it's about we have like we have regulars who come in on a regular basis. And, yes, sometimes they'll buy and sometimes they won't. But it's literally just, hey, I've got this going on. Like it's, it's almost like we become like a therapy place for people, like just seeing those people over and over again. Um, and making those connections with people that's definitely hands down the favorite, my favorite part and not even like the regular people, but then people who come in and they have no idea how to put an outfit together and they're like, please help me. Like I've got this event or whatever, like help style me and I'll, me, my staff, whoever will, will get together. We'll style them. We'll pick stuff out. What's your size? Uh, you know, pick it out. They try it on, they end up loving it. And just to see how they go from when they first come in and they're just, their confidence is like down here. And then when they leave, they are feeling like so good. So on top of the world, because they have an outfit now that's going to make them feel like the best person at whatever event that they're going to. That's hands down my favorite part. I love it so much. It's so funny. Cause that's, I mean, there's a lot of research that backs that. Um, we were just talking about our dress code policy at school And I think sometimes it can come off as like a little superficial of your dress and how you present yourself, but it really is, there's so much science behind it that it is your first impression. Yeah. Um, Whether we like that or not, it is the first impression that you give people. And so in a profession, when you're a teacher, you know, parents are expecting a level of professionalism. So if you show up in, I don't know, some raggedy shirt policy. So it's casual professional, like, there's no boobies hanging out. There's no butts. Um, like, you know, if you regularly wear makeup, wear makeup. If you, you know, generally do your hair, do your hair. Like, don't show up in a disheveled way. And the whole point of that is, like, you are going to show up in the way that you present yourself. And there's, again, science behind that. Um Like if you take yourself seriously, you are going to present yourself in that way. So if you, I think this latest study that I read, they took like 108 people and gave them like the exact outfits and ways to get ready. And they showed something like a 92% um, higher productivity rate because people felt more confident in their position because they showed up in just a more presentable way. And I mean, I can anecdotally, there's times that I've like gotten ready on the weekend and my, this is when my kids were younger, but they'd be like, mom, where are you going? And I'd be like, nowhere. <laughs> I'm just, I just need like a little something, it you know, you feel productive. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm going to put on some mascara, right. Cause I just mm-hmm. show up in a different way. And I think it's, it, there's so much truth to that coming in and being like, oh, I want to look this way for this event or I have this thing or I'm going on vacation yes. and I just have this vision in my head of what I want to wear to dinners and stuff like that um, to see them put it on and then feel good about themselves. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just that superficial, like, oh, I look good. It's like, no, I feel confident about myself. Yes, like, it's definitely about confidence. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, I, I just think it's underrated mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. how we present ourselves. Yeah. Um, do you want to go? Sure. Payday. <laughs> that's my favorite day. <laughs> Not for me. Um, but to me, it's super rewarding to know that I'm writing 72 paychecks every single, like every other Monday. So, and it's, it's fun too, because, well, I think it's fun, but again, I'm a dork. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but I sit there and like I calculate it and then enter it all. And I'm like, oh, that's an amazing paycheck. And it's just, it feels good for me that I'm providing a place for people to do what they love mm-hmm. and to pour into students and get rewarded very well financially. So um, I, payday is my favorite day. To be honest, I tell my staff that all the time because then I give them a hard time because when they don't clock in, I'm like, y'all, payday is my favorite day. You're making it not my favorite day because you didn't clock in and now I have to text you. Um, But that and we have so many military spouses that work for us. And like so many of us, like we got degrees in something we didn't use and they're traveling around with a dance degree. And they're like, yeah, I end up working, you know, in a place they don't necessarily want to work just because they need the money. So it's giving them a place to come, use their, be creative, use their creative outlet, use their degree, use their skills, um, and then get, you know, a paycheck. So it really is. Which a lot of artists don't get the opportunity to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if you get a degree in who knows what, like, even if you were, a nurse, but you were moving every two years. Maybe it was like you didn't get to use your degree to the extent you wanted to, Mm -hmm. but that's completely different than getting a degree in like dance or music or something. Like you're pretty limited in your options. And then if you're moving all Mm -hmm. the time, like good luck being established anywhere. Right. And a lot of my teachers come to me out of the school system too. Mm -hmm. And so it's like they, you know, we're teaching music in a school system and they may come pick up a few extra hours, but then they realize like it's a big difference in the kids that are being forced to come to your class versus the ones that want to come. Well, and just all the other bureaucracy that has to happen. Right. Right. And they're like, yeah, I get to only work three to four days a week and make more money than I was Mm -hmm. making. (laughs) But we do have an advantage because a lot of them are military spouses. So like they don't need the health care so they can just like focus on the hourly. They Mm -hmm. can make their own schedule teach the things they want to teach. So yeah, just providing a fun workplace that can pay people. Yeah. I've worked at places where my paychecks have bounced before. So, Oh, oh the fact I don't have to worry <laughs> about that. I have never worked in a place where my paycheck has bounced. I cannot even imagine that. <laughs> no names will be mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Um, for me, it's the, uh, ability to be able to use like my superpower. So I, I love that what we do makes like the, such a huge impact on like families and these kids who, you know, the first five years of your life is, is such a huge foundation to kind of set the tone for the rest of your life. And we start kids at two years old and go up to fifth grade. But, um, I see, the way that I can pour into our teachers and help them play on their superpowers. I love coaching. I love helping people see their strengths and utilizing them and allowing them to reach their potential. And because we're able to do that, they get to provide the best for these kids and these families. And so it's like when I look at the ripple effects that we have, especially in a military community where these kids will come to us for sometimes a year, sometimes three years, and then they're off to a new duty station. But we'll hear, I just got an email like t- maybe two weeks ago from a family we had, I don't know, five years ago, and now they're in Germany. And she's sending me this huge update on their family and like, you know, how 
much of an impact there that we had on their family for them to give me this update. Now they get to go share those gifts with this other duty station, these other people. And I'm just like, gosh, this is like so mind blowing to me. Sometimes it's surreal. And I have like an out of body experience Mm -hmm. that this is like what I get to do. But I have truly manifested this in my life because I worked for Tony Robbins for so long. So I got to do those things, coaching and asking questions and helping people see that like, no, I don't have the answers. You have the answers within you. I'm just going to help dig and like get you to see what you need to see within yourself. And I was like, how, when I left Tony Robbins, it was like, how can I do this in this capacity? Cause we already own the school. And now it's to a place where like, no, I get to do the thing that I love the most, which is like coach all these teachers and leaders mm-hmm. and then see the ripple effects of that into these kids and just what we're able to do. So that's like, that's the creme de la creme for me. Mm-hmm. I think that ripple effect is really prevalent, especially in the military community. Cause we have the same experience. Like people will go, the whole, you know, I just had somebody move to Arizona and they were looking for a studio and they're like, we love we do a homeschool art immersion program. So that's, I'm like all interested in about your husband. Cool. I'm like, oh, so yeah. let me hear about this. Let's talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, we do a homeschool art immersion program and they come and they do dance, acting, art, and music. And so they do two arts every week and then alternate. Um, and it's kindergarten through 12th grade. And so, people will go move away, find other studios. And they're like, they don't offer anything like that. And so like studios from Arizona are calling me and they're like, okay, tell me about this. Tell me about this curriculum. I'm like, well, we wrote it all. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it's just really cool that they're like taking it other places and they're calling and like, what are you doing? That's super neat. Yeah. It makes a legitimate change in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. And that just like is, it's sometimes, like I said, like beyond me, you know, I'm like, wow, this is something that actually makes a difference, you know? And that's, I think why people go into business. Right. I think we all need to focus on that question a little bit more because I don't think we do like we get so caught up in the nitty gritty Mm -hmm. and the days and, you know, it's just like, that's where the gratitude practice comes in. Right. Like every day, you know, like the three things you're really grateful for. And it's not like, sure, maybe in the beginning, It's like, I have a roof over my head. I have clean drinking water. Yes. And let's like keep digging, 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 digging. Was it Jenny Agora Bakery that told us like the best and worst thing? Is that who that was? Yeah. Yeah. So we started doing that at dinner with our family. What's your best and worst for today? She also, might I add, says, is there anything that you want to tell me? Mm -hmm. Which I think is a fabulous question to even to ask almost anyone, but certainly your kids, certainly (laughs) your kids. Yeah. So we do that at the dinner table now as a family, your best and worst. And it was really cute because last night Austin was like, I don't have any worst. It was just a great day. (laughs) Relish in that one, bud. (laughs) And then, yeah, then you get Bo and it's like, I got a boo-boo and then my sister hit me. (laughs) Well, and then it's funny too to see people's different perspectives, right? Because that is like kind of a nature thing is like how you see the world. And like, you know, maybe for Austin, he just is glass half full type of kid and he sees the good things. And Bo might be like, 
glass half empty. Like I see kind of what's wrong with things. Mm-hmm. Both can be utilized as strengths. It's just an interesting thing to notice. It's been a fun like practice for our family though, because then it also shows the other siblings, oh, you were the best part of their day or they just said you were the, worst, the worst part of their day. Oh. So maybe Yikes. you shouldn't you have a hit impact. your brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. what you do affects other people. Mm-hmm. So that's been a fun little thing to put into practice. Yeah. I think that's a good one. I did learn that from Jenny too. That yeah. specific question that I was saying, like, is there anything that you want to tell me? Cause mm-hmm. that just opens the floodgates, yeah. you know, like now you have permission to say yes. really whatever. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, how about you guys tell everybody your websites and social media and all those fun things? We'll start with Brittany. Um, okay. Well, we have a website. It's shopharperjewel.com. Um, and that's where you can find all of our merchandise. Um, and it has all of our new arrivals, sell things, all the things. Um, and then Is that necklace? Tell me about that necklace. Which one? The, oh, is it? It's, it's two. two. Oh, yes. Okay, I thought it was a set. Sorry, no, I meant to ask this good. earlier. <laughs> Hijacking. Um, well, the first one here is a permanent necklace. Oh. Um, and it freaks my kids out because they're like, you can't take it off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I could if I like pulled it really hard. But we had an event. Um, we actually just had this event um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, well, I got it done last year. Um, and so that's been on I, for a year. It's been on for a year. It still looks exactly how it did a year ago. But she came back a couple weeks ago and did our like little Galentine's event. Linked by Faith. She Linked is amazing. Faith. Yes. And so I love it so much. And it hasn't turned. It's got this little like stone in it. Yeah. Um, so if you need permanent jewelry, she's your girl. Because okay. yeah, we've had her twice and she's amazing. Yeah. This one is, we had it last year. We don't have it anymore. But we had it last year. Well, now you're going to have to find it You're going to have to get it back you're in. You're going to have to do, source it. <laughs> we do have initial necklaces, but they're not exactly like this. It has like, the ones we have now have like a... um kind of like a mother of pearl background okay. and then it's got the gold initial with it so it's really similar still that square style but um this one's super been cute. really good and it hasn't turned which is yeah. good yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah okay sorry okay so uh, that's your <laughs> website and yes. what's your instagram so our instagram handle is harper jewel boutique um and that's the same thing on um, facebook too but we're we like when i post it posts to both platforms but honestly we are much more active on instagram that's just where more of our demographic is you can still find us on facebook if you don't have instagram and you can still get to all of our things but just we're definitely more um active on instagram which is our bigger platform we have a tiktok Mm, I'm not on there very often. TikTok stresses <laughs> it stresses me out. I don't even think of TikTok as a thing anymore. I feel I like such an ancient person. I do too. I do too. And I just I guess it's because I didn't grow up with it, or yeah. just like it just wasn't. I don't know. I'm it not just, even sure what it does. It's Videos, too, it's too much does, for me. Don't they do the same thing on Instagram? It's just apparently like it's a selling platform now too. My husband is addicted to TikTok. It, it, I'm not on there. It probably would be good for us to be on there because we probably could sell more through uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if that I want to take that on. It's just it's like a time. whole another. It's, it's a whole another thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's the main ways to get in touch with us. <laughs> so Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And the website. And the website. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is CaitlinAnte.com. How do you spell that? C A I. Oh, I spelled your <laughs> name wrong. Completely. A little different. Sorry. I it's actually, not that different. That's like the typical spelling, really? I think, right? I've only ever met two other Caitlins spelled the exact same way as me. Oh. Yeah. So it's yeah. C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Yep. And then A-N-T-J-E. That's my middle name. Everyone thinks it's my last name. It's my mm, middle name. It's your middle name. Ante. And then social media is the same. Caitlin Ante for Facebook and Instagram. Is that a family name? 
Yeah. So my mom's um, sister passed away before I was born and that mm-hmm. was her middle name. But apparently my grandfather, there was like a girl in his class when he was in middle school or something. And her name was Ante. She was like an international student. Oh, and he really liked the forever. name. Yeah. So he gave it to my aunt and then they gave it to me. Wow. So kind of a family name. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We found Josie's name from that movie, A Knight's Tale, Jocelyn. It was just I like, love that name. like we just heard it. And we're like, oh, I just love it's that. Beautiful. Yeah. And then when she started going by Josie. Uh, well, we always liked Josie, but we were like, when she becomes an adult, she may want like, it sounds like a little girl's name. She may want a grown up name and I didn't want to name her Josephine. Not anything's wrong with that. That just didn't stick with me. <laughs> so, um, we were watching that movie and we were like, and it was Princess Jocelyn. And we were like, oh, yeah, we could do Josie and Jocelyn with that. But then I was like torn on the spelling. So I just did the traditional spelling with both. And mm-hmm. yeah, she's kind of switching to Jocelyn now. Like, is she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like an adult Josie is an adult name too. I could see how you would think it be would be a kid name, but I could see it being taken seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like. Official things. She clearly puts her official name, and then yeah, as yeah. she gets to know people, yeah. she's like, "You can just call me Josie." Yeah. So when did you start going by Kate? Uh, forever. Forever. And yeah. do you spell it C A I T? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what like family and friends call me. But I think for my business, so <laughs> originally I was Kate's Photography, like back in high school, and I was like, "That's not cool." Um, and someone suggested just use your name because if you don't want to do photography anymore, you can switch to something else. And so mm. I was like, "Well, Caitlin on tape." Sounds nice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and kind of fancy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. It was so fun. Thank you for being yeah. open yes. and for sharing with us. us. Yeah. Yes. I feel super honored to be on this podcast. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. We should open our oh, gifts. Yeah, we need to open our gifts. Oh, oh is there yeah. any specific? Uh no, because it's it's the same for both you guys. Oh. Okay. I'm videoing it. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> what it's a gift <laughs> card oh my god if you want to shop if i can. want to shop <laughs> let me think about it <laughs> Good right oh my gosh thank you so much and speaking of spellings of names yes b-r-i-t-t-i-a-n-y yes it's the worst is it <laughs> it's just everyone's Always like Brittiani, and i'm like no it's it's Brittany. Brittany. it's Brittany. it's Brittany. oh my gosh this is so, so heavy cool. i know it's a lot Ooh. it's my favorite one I okay hope you guys like it <laughs> yes it's okay. a moscato is it local uh, no oh. <laughs> All right, you can open yours. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no problem. I'm excited. It's so good. So after we record, a lot of times I go to roast. Um, yes. Because it's right here. Love roast. Yeah, and they have a lot of gluten-free options for me. So I'll definitely have to go to roast. So we're going shopping. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. Speaking yeah. of roast, one time, we so we, we had... I've actually seen you before because oh. yes, we, ha- we were sitting at roast. This is right when we first were like getting the store ready uh-huh. and we see like you and your husband and your dog, like pull up to the, um, uh, to the, like, <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> and the reason I know is cause that truck uh-huh. that I saw when I, when I pulled in and y'all looked like a freaking like Hallmark couple, <laughs> like with the, the two attractive people with, the golden, with like retriever. the golden retriever. And I was like, this is straight. And y'all were like laughing and oh my God, stop. <laughs> talking to each other. <laughs> 
Uh, me, it was me and my husband and like his friend, and we were, we literally like had stopped mid conversation to look at y'all, and I was like, "That's a freaking Hallmark movie." <laughs> oh my that gosh, that's funny. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my golden retriever. Yeah. I didn't know it until uh, when I pulled up and he pulled up with oh, the dog sure. and I was like, oh my God, this is that couple. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's a riot. Let's, that's so funny. My dog, my dog, my husband said that when he <laughs> retired, he wanted a Frenchie because like, you know, you modern family and like the guy's retired and always has his Frenchie and takes them everywhere. Oh my gosh. So like he pictured himself like, yeah, me and my Frenchie are going to be going everywhere and um it pees in the car every single time oh, no. i love that you no. just called the dog an it oh yeah <laughs> well i mean it was it she it she 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 pees, pees in, in the, the car. car just anxiety yeah so now she can't go yeah. anywhere with that sucks him for him if they if he can i mean he's still he take, take her yeah we have all weather mats so you we just, just, uh, just put her in a little put it um, down a little diapy yeah oh she would totally <laughs> chew that off so oh, yeah sure yeah she would totally not have that but you know so you had this idea of like driving around him and his little his little french Frenchie. bulldog and and he did get a girl because we used to have an english bulldog and then they would have like a dominance battle and every time oh. Brandon would leave and come home, the bulldog would jump and pee on his pillow. Oh, like this is my woman. No. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'm getting a girl. <laughs> so, Oh my gosh. That sounds terrible. I just think it's like the perfect picture of like what it is for my husband. Cause he's always like, has this big idea of exactly how it's going to go. And uh -huh. it's always like, <laughs> <laughs> well, they and then they pee on your floorboards. And then they pee on your Or your pillow. Yeah. So <laughs> you won't see us and our dog rolling roll around. <laughs> Roast. We try to bring Charlie lots of places. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we got a little retriever. Mm-hmm. You know? Good family dog. Socialize him. Yeah. 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 He's, mm -hmm. a, he's a good boy. Yeah. yeah. Can I just real quick say that your nails are painted? Yeah. This, like, never happens. I know. I, was... I looked over and I literally, like... I stopped listening to what was happening because I was like, oh, my God, our nails are painted. Our nails are pa <laughs> it's a Valentine's Day. And they're pretty pink. They no, are. It's because I just had a really long, like I worked, I had a really long weekend. I thought opening the tea room the same weekend. I have four shows. I was a dinner And not theater. just shows. Dinner theater shows. Which, by the way, I don't know, remember when this is airing, if people can still get tickets for the show. No. Is this going to be another thing where I say yeah. this and then the show's over? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Over. You missed a really great show. <laughs> yeah. We all went Friday night, mm -hmm. me, a few other couples, and it was so good. It was such a good show. The acting was superb. The accents were incredible. Like, just all of it was so yeah. good. Anyway, well, you two can come. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you want to go date night, that's, yeah. it's so yes. fun. Yeah. So it was just a really long weekend, and I was sitting there Sunday night, and like my nails were finally growing out, and I was like, oh, I haven't bitten my nails in a while. So I was like, I'm going to paint them. It just oh, makes you feel yeah. like, a little bit put, put together, together sometimes right. when you're just like, oh, I'm so exhausted. So good yeah, for you. I them, but That's like a little self-care thing. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. Side note. Side note. All right. <laughs> well, for off. real this time. <laughs> thank you so much off. for coming. This yes. was so fun. Um, and everybody just go check out Harper Jewel Boutique and reach out to Kate. Caitlin. I almost said Caitlin. Ante. <laughs> yeah for any like interior photography all that good stuff so thanks ladies thanks thank you yeah. all right bye, bye. bye.